The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. What's up, everyone? Welcome back into the Punt and Pass podcast. Aaron, it's the week 12 roundup show. And thankfully, we have a little bit to round up. The football this weekend was not all that interesting, but you had a fun weekend. You were up in Fenway Park calling the Boston College UConn game, Georgia took care of business, beating Kentucky 42-13 to to finish 2017 undefeated at home. Baker Mayfield got in a little trouble. Jim Mora out west at UCLA just got fired on his birthday, no less. And that no-show CMR game almost happened to the Miami Hurricanes. We're going to touch on all that. I've got a great transitive property that will foreshadow what's to come in the Iron Bowl this week. And you can holler at us. At Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram, Aaron is at AaronMurray11. I am at DrewButler13. Aaron, it's Thanksgiving week, and you are headed to Hawaii. I'm jealous. I tell, I tell you what, the bags are packed. Baby. We're ready to rock and roll. We take off 11 a.m. Monday morning. Ooh. We'll land about 4 o'clock, and I'm going straight to the bar on the beach <laughs> in Hawaii, and we're going to have a great time. I'm That's- excited, man. It's it's a much-needed much little vacation. I'm obviously – I'm. I'm calling the Hawaii game at the end of the week. And I'd say well, it's been two great weeks. I got, I got to go to Fenway Park, which yeah, was incredible. My first time at Fenway. First time there. Uh, obviously a great city. Got to explore. Got to see our boy Arthur Lynch. Okay. Got to go out for drinks and some dinner with Artie. Uh, great catching up. And then they really showed us everything. They, they took us to the field on Friday. Got to walk on the field. Had a little race with my play-by-play guy, which was kind of fun. I <laughs> uh, got to go inside the Green Monster. Got my got a little I autograph inside Instagram. there. Yeah, I got a little go dogs, and it was awesome. It was, it was a fun experience, uh, truly amazing what they were able to do with that stadium. And I tell you what, Boston College, they're, they're two top running backs, A.J. Dillon, a true freshman, and John Hilleman, combined weight, 460 pounds. <laughs> oh, I got combined two guys. Weight. I'm saying to you, UConn's defense, they had no chance. It was raining. It was a little cold. And, and one running back's 240 pounds. Another running back's 220 pounds. And they just ran through them the entire night. It was it was unbelievable, especially this AJ AJ Dillon kid as a true freshman. I mean, his legs are tree trunks. It's absolutely incredible. But going back to Fenway, just a special game, special weekend. A little cold, like I said, and and for you, you're down in Tampa, nice and warm, having a good time in my old stopping grounds. I heard. Yeah, dude, home of the Murray family. Uh, I had a wedding. My cousin Paige got married to Andrew. So congrats. Paige and Andrew, but it was an awesome wedding. The weather was perfect. Walked up and down Bayshore Boulevard, got some good food. Uh, may or may not have had a few too many drinks celebrating with the family, but a great way to start Thanksgiving week. And thankfully, dude, we're going to have an awesome week of football, NFL included, really. But Georgia, Georgia Tech, Auburn, Alabama, I mean, the list goes on and on this week. And I think we might have a guest host, and if not, Aaron, I might have to call you up even when you're on the beach. You can just do a beachside podcast, but we'll see what's going on this week. It's going to be a great, great week for football leading up to Conference Championship Week, which we have a bunch of stuff happening right here on the podcast. So stick around with us. Follow us across all 
social media accounts and just know that conference championship week and the punt and pass podcast will be rocking and rolling. We're going to have a lot of opportunities to get out and about, interact with the fans and have some fun. All right, dude, well, let's just jump into this week 12 roundup. Georgia took care of business. They beat Kentucky 42 to 13. We said it last week on the pod. If Georgia was for real, they'd be able to fix what went wrong in Auburn, hand the ball off mostly and get out of Dodge with a cover. And they did that. They did exactly what I thought, Aaron. Jake was going to snap the ball and then he was going to hand it off. And, and the line looked good. Kentucky's not a very good team. Uh, Jake had that ugly interception early, but they took care of business. And undefeated at home, that's nothing to sniff at. If you do that, you're probably heading to the SEC championship game. Yeah, and obviously they are heading to the SEC. The only the only one to punch it was this is going to be a big week, big week weekend for the West to kind of figure out who's going to play Georgia. But they kind of scared me early on watching that game. Yeah. Uh, the first quarter, obviously the interception, they weren't able to run the ball. Kentucky looked pretty good defensively stopping it, stuffing them at the line of scrimmage. But those big backs, especially Nick Chubb, it just wears on you, especially when you don't have the talented on the, on the defense. You're not big up front. You're not big in that front seven. You can only bring so much juice, so much energy for so long, and eventually you're going to wear down. You're going to get tired. You saw that with Kentucky team, not only offensively, but defensively as well, uh, just overmatched. And we knew Georgia, two things could happen. We talked about it, that they're either going to go out there and just absolutely demolish Kentucky, which they did, or it could have been a close game or maybe a Kentucky upset if Georgia didn't get their mind right, push yeah. that Auburn, push that Auburn loss behind them. They were able to do that. They looked great from about the second quarter, midway through the second quarter, through the rest of the game. I think they got it off their back. They're going to have an opportunity again this week to play a Georgia Tech team. Kind of going to be a little tricky. We'll we'll cover that later in the week. Yep. Uh, but really like the way they're able to bounce back and get going. Tell me this, and, and Georgia looks good, right? 381 rushing yards. They're not going to have to rely on the passing game when the running backs are getting 10 yards per carry like Nick Chubb did. But everybody's going to point to the SEC East and say, man, how bad was that division this year? I I don't think you can take anything away from Georgia, though, because they are blowing these teams out, right? If Georgia, and I don't want to throw shade at Miami, but Miami earlier in the season should have lost to Florida State. I mean, they should have lost to, uh, uh, who else? Georgia Tech, right? I mean, they had these close games. Georgia has not messed around at all in the SEC East, and they're showing that the cream rises to the top, and, and I think if they do not get behind the sticks, right, third and long, obvious passing situations, things are going to go pretty well for them in Atlanta. Uh, I, I just think Georgia dominating the SEC East this year, not only does it show that the East is down, but it really shows that Georgia is a very, very sound and good football team. They are, but Kentucky is not an Auburn. Kentucky is no, not an Alabama. No. They're not even close, and I think – Georgia, obviously, they're going to have an opportunity to play one of those defenses in a couple weeks. It's just you're going to have to pass the ball. You're not going to be able to run it every single down. Jake Fromm's going to have to correct his mistakes. Cheney's going to have to come up with a more creative game plan. He has two weeks to kind of get his mind right to play those defenses because the run game is going to get shut down. There's going to be times it may be a quarter, maybe two quarters, but you have to stay honest. You have to continue running it. and, And who knows, a big play can eventually happen. But those are two great defenses. And I'm speaking Alabama and Auburn. Uh, so it's going to come on the, it's going to be on Jake Fromm's shoulder at the end of the day, that SEC championship game. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It absolutely is. And, and I've said it once. I'll say it again. I would much rather play Auburn again 
Um, but who knows what's going to happen in the Iron Bowl. I've got a transitive property, our recurring segment, later on in the show, and it has to do with Mercer because Mercer played both Auburn and Alabama. So you're going to know exactly what's going to happen this weekend in the Iron Bowl based off of my math calculations. All right, next, your new crush, your new man crush, Baker Mayfield. I, I like it, Aaron. I mean, the guy is a stud, certified stud. There's no way you can argue his talent. But he gets uh, stiffed at the coin <laughs> toss, right? And and they don't shake his hand, which is just complete bush league. I mean, Kansas sucks. So I have no idea they, they, why Kansas they, has one win. One I, win. I, I just have one, no one, idea one, why they would do that to him. But then he takes matters into his own hands and uh, gets a little – colorful on the sidelines and of course the cameras catch it i just don't like how he's so trigger happy with the apologies man double down dude look at our president man he doubles and triples down show yeah, me I, show me something one time baker mayfield just come out and say i did it and i meant it yeah the the, the flag early in the season when he planned for yes. State, he obviously comes out and apologizes then he's doing the extracurriculars on the sideline this pack week he's Okay, first of all, it's his coach or it's the president of the university calling him in and saying, listen, get your butt up there in front of the media. Go apologize for what you did. Obviously, he doesn't care. He would have stopped doing it. He he doesn't care. But I love it. I absolutely love the passion, the energy, the way he plays the football game. He shows it on the sideline. He shows it during the game. I mean, that dude has he's relentless. He's fearless. He plays like it. Uh, and good for him, man. And I saw a bunch of stuff today reading articles. Does this affect his Heisman chances, the stuff he's doing? No, it doesn't. No, that's The kid is the best not. player on the football field this entire season. Once again, he goes out there, throws for 250 yards, three touchdowns, making plays all over the football field. He's a competitor. At the end of the you can't fault the guy for going out there, doing a little trash talking. And just like you said, I don't understand Kansas. I mean, why why <laughs> yeah, aren't you shaking his hand at midfield? You're you're one in ten. You're zero and eight in conference <laughs> play, and you're not going to shake the the Heisman Trophy winner's hand at the end of the day. It just uh, that made no sense. It. Don't poke don't poke the don't poke the sleeping bear, my friends. And yeah. he did, and he went out there and they won forty one to three, and he shut him up real fast. Shut him up real fast. Twenty of thirty, two hundred and fifty seven yards and three touchdowns. I mean, I think the Heisman Trophy is wrapped up at this point. Something drastic would have to happen these next two weeks, um, which could, but Baker Mayfield is the Heisman favorite for a reason. Now, you ask if those antics on the sideline affect his Heisman candidacy. I don't think so at all. I agree with you there. But what I do think it affects is his pro perspective, okay? Because coaches in the NFL are going to go, dude, I mean, I love that you're a, a warrior and, and you like you got a lot of fire but just chill out a little bit man if you're going to be a quarterback of an nfl team you can't be doing that kind of nonsense no i i don't think it's going to kill him too much in the draft i think the guys are going to see the play on the football field yeah and and i think they're going to say listen and then it's going to come down to like the senior stuff uh obviously the combine they'll sit down they'll get a better feeling for his personality what type of person he is and they're going to tail straight up because if they're going to put millions of dollars in front of a kid you're going to tell him, listen, oh, we're not yeah. playing this game. You know, you're not going to turn into uh, Johnny 2.0 out here. You know, we don't have that. We don't have time for that nonsense. You're a good football player. We need you to stay focused. We're going to surround you with great uh, people in the personnel department, great players, great veterans who are going to put kind of take you under our wing uh, and make sure you're doing the stuff that's right, not only on the football field, but off the football field, because the NFL, the brand of the NFL 
uh, it is extremely important, and they want their guys to make sure they're representing it in the right way. For sure. And speaking of our boy Johnny Manziel, uh, picture on TMZ this past week. Man, come on, Johnny. Oof. It's Thanksgiving week, but come on, dude. dude I'll just be, I'll just be the treadmill, elliptical. Come on, bro. I'm going to have to make sure I'm getting any bad pictures of me in Hawaii because I'm going to be <laughs> eating pretty good this week too. So, Absolutely. Shout out Johnny Menzel, bro. If you need me, just, you know, I like to juice. So I go to the juice bar and get you a green juice, run a little bit, um, you know, just greens, green food, some protein. You'd be good to go. But now He's young. He got a fast metabolism, so he'll be fine. I hope so. I hope so. All right, next topic. Jim Mora just got fired. UCLA's head coach, Jim Mora, fired. Today is his birthday, so they said, hey, Jim, come on in here. Happy birthday. You're fired. But to soften the blow, Aaron, he had a $12 million buyout, so uh, I'm sure he was upset that he lost his job, but um, 12 million reasons why he probably could uh, sit back and relax this birthday. Big opening out west. Chip Kelly, UCLA maybe, big, big opening out west that could have a lot of effect on what seems to be like a bunch of changes coming in the SEC. Yeah, you just, if your team's five and six, he hasn't been able to produce at a a school like UCLA, Pac-12 is down this year, and and you want to look at their last four games. Washington, they lost 44-23. Utah, which has been up and down this year for Utah, they lost 48-17. They beat Arizona State, and then they lost to USC last night, 28-23. Just not getting the job done with talent, one of the most talented quarterbacks in the league right now, but they're not winning football games, and, and you're not going to be around long if you're doing that, especially with the amount of money he's getting paid. But like he said, go enjoy yourself. Maybe go buy yourself a brand-new car or a house or something, a boat. I don't know. you got $12 million, and you can just chill for a year, so that's not too shabby. I'll take that any day. Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see where he ends up because I think he's a decent coach. You know, If he's going to go back to the NFL, he was obviously the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. In the mid-2000s, interesting tenure at UCLA. I mean, he's got a big-name quarterback, Josh Rosen, but just could not get it together. Um, They had an awesome win, though, first game of the season against Texas A&M, coming back from like 40 points down or whatever it was. (laughs) That was pretty crazy. Uh, But Coach Mora, I would be very interested to see where he goes, and it seems like Chip Kelly to UCLA would make a lot of sense. Um I I had a source tell me though that Gus Malzahn's going to Arkansas. Is that a Drew Butler conspiracy or will I? Be? I think that's. A, I definitely think that's another dream. Come uh, on, I think dude. that I think that Chip Kelly though to UCLA makes a lot of sense from from all the sources we're hearing. It's definitely not Florida. Uh, he's he obviously coached in the Pac-12 at Oregon. He had a lot of success there. He knows the the whole West Coast the recruiting the athletes. He knows where to go to to kind of fit his style of offense uh, and what he's looking for. So it makes a lot of sense. Uh, he just seems like a West Coast guy, so I think that'd be a better fit. I think LA is a better fit than Gainesville, Florida. Oh, God, tell me about it. There's no doubt about that. No doubt about that. So Jim Mora out at UCLA, and we will be watching with a lot of interest to see who they hire next because there are about to be a bunch of openings in the SEC, and uh, coaching will be a commodity for sure. Next topic, Aaron, the Miami Hurricanes. Turnover chain, turnover chain turnover chain it was dicey for a while I, I was and I mentioned it on last week's podcast I said the 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 no-show game that that precedes coach Rick okay and for whatever reason that will always be a stigma that is on him and his teams and it's not even a coaching thing it comes down to the players but 
Miami is so heavily reliant on the turnovers, and they were not getting them early in the game. They were down big early, and they fought their way back, and they got a couple interceptions, a couple fumbles. One of those interceptions was returned for a touchdown, and they went 44-28. to That game right there showed me that Miami could be for real, um, but I still think they lose to Clemson in the ACC championship. No, I, I have I have Miami winning right now. Do you they really? show that they have yeah, I have Miami oh, winning it. I, I've jumped on the board. The key to that game and, and we'll talk about that week up, I think it's gonna be Malik Rogier. Can he not turn the ball over? When yeah. he doesn't turn the ball over, they crush football teams. This past game, two interceptions early on. Just like that's they crushed really Syracuse twenty seven to nineteen. And exactly. they crushed UNC twenty four to nineteen. No interceptions. If he doesn't turn the ball over and then for defensively, you go into Virginia a little bit. Kurt Benkert, their starting quarterback, Virginia had a first half. Like I've never seen from a quarterback in yeah. college football going yeah. against a really talented Miami team, Miami secondary. I mean, the kid was complaining almost every single one of his passes, his first 20 or 18 or whatever it was on fire. Then all of a sudden you see Miami in the second half. It wasn't so much the defensive backs are playing better. You know, they got the, the pick, the pick six. It was the defensive line for Miami. They got after Virginia's quarterback. They were sacking them. They're knocking yeah. them around. They were putting them in third and long situations uh, and getting ahead of the change defensively. And that's what kind of changed the game around a little bit. And then Travis Homer coming in the second running back for Miami this year has done a great job each and every game playing well. Once again, 96 yards rushing. He had a great touchdown at the end of the game uh, to kind of seal the deal. But Malik Rogier, two interceptions. I know he had three touchdowns, but two interceptions. You can't do that in a couple of weeks against Clemson. If you do that, that Clemson team is going to eat you alive, and then they're not going to win. So if if he can manage the game, don't turn it over. They'll play well on defense. I have them winning. All right, that's a bold statement, and I can just tell you right now, uh, conference championship week, we will have a major disagreement on that one. Kirk Herbstreit said it on the um, college football playoff poll show last Tuesday, and it really caught my attention. Miami was ranked number three. And he goes, Miami's two hardest games of the season will be what they just played, Virginia, and this upcoming week, Pittsburgh. Okay, early games. Not a lot of energy in the stadium after the Virginia Tech and the Notre Dame games where they really kind of jumped onto the national scene. Um, I am worried about Miami this weekend at Pittsburgh, Heinz Field. It will be cold. It will be windy. It is going to be at 12 p.m. early in the afternoon probably not going to be completely sold out I'm going to learn a lot about Miami this weekend and if Pitt is a a double digit home dog give me the points I'm trying to look it up right now yep 14 points give me all 14 of them all right I do not see Miami rolling into Pittsburgh and just walking over them these games are hard Aaron you know that and Miami's looking ahead at Clemson in two weeks yeah I I could say that if they didn't play that well against Virginia early on, I think they've learned their lesson. I think they've learned this past weekend going against Virginia. They can't get behind the football game like that and expect to go and then beat a Clemson in two weeks. They need to start off fast. They need to start off hungry and strong. So I think they kind of learned their lesson this week. They had a scare. I was a little worried for a while watching that first half. Like, oh man, we're about to get that upset that everyone keeps talking about from Miami. So I think that was a good learning moment for that football team, for Coach Rick and those guys. So that's why... I think they do go to Pittsburgh. They play well. They beat them. Pittsburgh only has four wins this season. Like I said, I think they, they kind of understand they need to get going early, get the practice, get rolling. 
get that momentum heading into that Clemson game because you're going to need all of it uh, when they play them in two weeks. Yeah, absolutely. A lot easier said than done. That's obvious, but uh, it's, it'll be interesting. I, I want to watch that game, and I know Georgia and Georgia Tech play at noon also, but I want to know what Miami does at Heinz Field because I feel like it could be a four-quarter game for them. Looking ahead, though, um, we, not, we might need to send a few text messages to Coach Rick and see if we can get him on the podcast for Conference Championship mm. Week. That would be awesome. That would be yeah, that'd be interview. sweet. That would be sweet. I, I think his schedule may be a little packed. He'll make time. You for know, us. we'll Come see. On, we'll man. see if we can make some time for us. Maybe we'll get some uh, some people on the Twitter game tweeting at him and trying to entice him to come on the pun pass for a little bit. Just ten minutes. That's all we need. Just ten minutes. You know, we're not we're not asking for the whole hour show. Yeah. Just ten minutes. Couple questions here and there. No gotcha and, uh, questions. No gotcha no, questions. No, 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 no. First just thing all, I'm gonna ask him is about softballs. the goatee. I'm gonna ask softballs. him about the goatee. And, uh, you know, living, just Miami living, man. Paradise. He looks good. I'm just waiting for him to come out there in the, the Tommy Bahama shirt with the goatee. I think that that sent a statement out to the nation right there. Absolutely. He's crushing life right now. There's no doubt. Okay. Uh, before I give you my transitive property of the week. Oh, yes. Tell me about the college football playoff poll. Not a lot going to be shaken up. What are you looking for this week specifically? Anything? I don't think anything's going to get changed from last week. Obviously, I'm still a big fan of Wisconsin. I'm a big fan yep. uh, of what they're doing defensively. I think Hornybrook had a great game at quarterback. Um, they're undefeated, and, and I know they haven't had the toughest schedule of the year, but they've proven they can play against good teams. They've proven they can win. Uh, Their freshman running back, Taylor, once again this past week versus Michigan, against a good Michigan defense now. Michigan, Michigan can't score offensively, but they can play defense. Taylor, 19 carries, 132 yards. That's your boy right there. I mean, they got, he, he's a dang good running back. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, Hornybrook needs to cut down the turnovers a little bit. They're going to have to do that, especially when they play Ohio State. Uh, but I have them in my top four. Obviously, I don't think they'll jump in this week. Do you think um, Do you think Oklahoma could jump Miami, though, like a little 3-4 swap after Miami struggled with Virginia or no? It doesn't matter. It doesn't. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter because if Miami wins next week and they beat Clemson, they're in. So at the end of the day, who cares? Um, I I think they should still. And you don't think Wisconsin jumps into the top four? You just said. I think Miami needs to stay. I think if I. So my four: Alabama, undefeated. Yeah. Miami, undefeated. I have Oklahoma. This is your four. This is my four. Okay. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't agree. I don't go with what these. They think they know what they're doing because they get paid to do it. But this is. I think mine's better. Okay. All right, listen, Alabama, Miami, Oklahoma. I mean, Oklahoma's playing with so much confidence right now. I For mean, they, sure. they, I think they can beat anyone in the country. Um, they may have a little bit of difficulty if they play good offense. But other than that, the defense is starting to play a little better. And then my four is Wisconsin. I think they're playing great football defensively, running the ball well. I think that is huge, you huge, do. huge benefits. You are a Clemson uh, and then, hater. I'm you not a Clemson put hater. Put them in top think, four? I think Clemson has had too many close games against not great football teams. Obviously, the loss to Syracuse just looks awful, in my opinion. I know it was a month ago. Yeah, you got to look past it, but you still lost in prime time on a Friday night. Everyone was watching that football game, and you lost it. Um, so I, I have Clemson at five, just because I think you have to put them ahead of Auburn, uh, and then Auburn at six, just because they have two losses. But I think Auburn uh, is a better football team than Clemson right now. Okay, well, you know, I like you. I like that you say you don't agree with the committee and you're making your own top seven, and I, and I respect that. 
um, you're smart, and, and everybody knows that. I'm going to give you what the committee is going to send out Tuesday evening. Here you go. Are you ready? Because I'm. Let's go. I've been doing pretty well with it. I, I think they're going to have to make a switch up just to keep it interesting. So one, Bama, obviously. Two, Clemson. Three, I think Oklahoma. I'm so confused right now. I think Oklahoma jumps to three. I do they do they put Wisconsin in the top four after they beat Michigan or no? Tell me. This is the only help I need. I, I think you have to. I think they're undefeated. They're eleven zero. They're going to go twelve and zero this week. So you, uh, well, Michigan, where does I Miami mean, go? I told you, Miami's two. <laughs> in your in poll. Pin, in my poll. You listen. That's why you're you're all discombobulated over there. I know. But, okay. Here. Okay. Here's your my fan, top four. In your world, in your in in your world fantasy, uh, with the, the the guys making the decisions, Wisconsin's not going to be in the top four. Okay. So I don't think I don't think that. they'll put them in. I don't right, think cool. they'll put them. Okay. In. So I'm gonna go. Here's my top four: Bama, Clemson, Oklahoma, Miami. They swap three and four. God, you love Clemson, man. I, do. I tell you what. I think I, I think Clemson if they're healthy, they're, they're the best team in the country. nation. I'm telling you that right no, now. No, they're not. They've no. Mm-mm. Okay. Bama, Clemson, Oklahoma, Miami. Then it's Wisconsin, and then Auburn and Georgia. And I, I don't think Auburn should be ahead of Georgia. Clemson, awesome. Clemson, Clemson beat NC State by seven. They, they. NC Florida State's State pretty had, decent. I mean, they're Florida not trash. State, Florida State had a chance to go in and tie that game before the interception in the fourth quarter. Obviously, they won thirty-four. Had a chance. Georgia Tech, they only won twenty-four ten. Wake Forest, they only won twenty-eight fourteen. Lost Auburn, to Syracuse. Though. Yeah, Auburn though Auburn is a completely different football team from the beginning of the season to right now. They're throwing the ball better, and it was at Clemson. And we both know Clemson is a tough place to play. You flip it and you give home field advantage to Auburn. Auburn's going to win it. That's the only okay. reason Clemson won that game. Home field advantage. Defense was able to get off the line of scrimmage, get after Stidham. Like I said, if you put the home field advantage in Auburn's favor. Stidham has more time in the pocket, and he's getting more comfortable each and every week. I think Auburn has gotten better this year. I don't think Clemson has gotten better throughout the season. I think they've just stayed the same, which is still a good football they're team. Yeah, they're 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 which just good saving team. it. But they're I, the same football team. Okay, they're they, the same. Dude, they come on. They beat Citadel sixty-one to three. They are. Oh for my real. god, they're listen, <laughs> listen. They're at South Carolina this weekend. I know. Don't put it past South Carolina. Okay, that's a tough place to play right now. And I'm excited that I'm, you know, maybe I will be doing the show this week because I don't know who I would pick for that one, okay. honestly. All right. I well, don't know. At South Carolina is a pain in the butt to play, rivalry game. And Clemson better not look past them and look no, to Miami. No, they're not. They're not. They're not worried about Miami. Hey. They'll, they'll, they'll beat Miami. There ain't no I don't doubt. know. They look past Syracuse, so. Oh, all right. So the committee rankings will, will be hate. Bama, Clemson, Clemson, Oklahoma, Miami, Wisconsin, Auburn, Georgia. There's your top seven. Transitive property of the week, Aaron. Let's go. Everybody's so fired up about the Are you getting paid for this or something? Transitive property of the week? No, I'm trying to prove to people that I'm good at math. All right. <laughs> Iron Bowl. What's Auburn ranked? Six, right? Bama yeah. won for the SEC West. Going to go to the SEC Championship. Whoever wins that game in the playoff. Everybody's going to prognosticate what's going to happen. Does Auburn have it in them? Can Bama beat them on the road? Blah, blah, blah. I figured it out. Okay. Auburn... Almost lost to Mercer earlier this season. Auburn beat Mercer 24-10. to At Auburn, obviously. Bama just played Mercer. Bama beat Mercer 56 to nothing. So, transitive property of the week. 
Bama will beat Auburn by 42 points, Aaron. That's just math. That's numbers. You cannot argue yeah. with that. No, I can't argue with that because, like I said, all this Auburn team has gotten better this season. <laughs> they played Mercer in week Transit three. Property of the week. In baby. week three, they played Mercer. That's right. Uh, I'm not. I'm not buying it right now. And just like last week's uh, Transit Property of the Week, Georgia Tech is going to beat Georgia by like 25 points. Isn't that what it was? Yeah. So, so we'll see if your uh, little whatever properties uh, pays out this week <laughs> with these two games. Awesome. Awesome. So yeah, everybody, when Bama beats Auburn by 42 points on the nose, credit Drew Butler, please, and the Punt and Pass podcast. Aaron, thanks for joining me on this Week 12 Roundup, and I am jealous because in the morning you are on a flight westbound to the beautiful yeah, islands baby. of Hawaii. Hawaii, baby. I got I, um, It's Hawaii at in BYU, so a lot of Samoan names I got to yeah. learn. There you go. So I'll be practicing all week, but it'll be fun. It'll be beautiful. Great weather. I'm excited. I got my melatonin, maybe a couple glasses of wine, and hopefully yes, get sir. knocked out for the 11-hour plane trip out there. Absolutely, dude. Well, enjoy yourself. Send some pictures out on Twitter and Instagram, at Murray 11 I'm at DrewBoutler13. You can holler at us, at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram, Punt and Pass at gmail.com. Aaron, have a safe flight. We will check back in with you. Probably drop the pod maybe Wednesday night because we want everybody to be able to enjoy it on Thanksgiving this Thursday. So check back in later on this week, and everybody have an awesome week. See you.